Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning. The following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example. Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am your father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 385, the box office report for the week ending June 10th, 2018. can't believe we're almost halfway through the year. I know. Right. Do I sound tan? <laughs> <laughs> not yet. I just got back from Jamaica. Yeah. So... No, you look normal now. You don't look like a, a dying human being. <laughs> I don't look like translucent. Yes. You can see the blood pumping yeah. through my veins. You have a nice pale baseline right. now. Like, For your next trip, yes. you can get... Yeah. It's called being Irish. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I guess let's go around the table before we get too far uh, afield and people can introduce themselves. This is Brad. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. So it's, uh, it's, it's summertime. Everybody's off in a million directions. So... Uh, this is what you got. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have to power through. Sorry we missed a week, but it yeah. was pretty busy. <laughs> yeah, well, because you were in Disney World. Yeah. And I was almost dying in Jamaica. Almost dying? I Well, I that's what I, my wife just says I'm being a pussy. But, there's, but I think there's room enough for us both to be right. We did the... <laughs> it's called Dunn's River Falls. Okay. This is giant, like, waterfall. Like, like I mean, it's like, like it's legit. Like you Google it sometimes. Like Tommy Lee Jones, yeah, and Harrison Ford, like looking n- over the. Not quite to that degree because it's like rocks, and so it's sure. in tears, and you can like climb up. You weren't it. escaping out of sewer oh, so pipe, you but I mean, yeah, you but it's still relaxing. You were, but it's yeah, but I mean, it looks like something you'd see in like a Tomb Raider movie or something. Okay. It's like off in the Jamaican huh. jungle, and and uh, but it's a big tourist thing. But like you climb to the top of it, and it's like six or seven hundred feet. Oh, wow. Wow. You know, and congratulations for making it back. Like, I didn't know. Like, they show you the pictures of people standing. You're like, oh, that looks pretty. We should go to that. And then you get there and they're like, okay, assholes, (laughs) let's move. Form a human chain. Go. How long did it take? Uh, 
probably about an hour. Oh, well, that's not bad. Okay, because I've heard people like taking like all day treks to get to the top of mountains. Like not, yeah. not but, like huge. Well, and I think part of how they get it done so quickly is you do you form a human chain. So there's like fifteen of you all holding hands, and it kind of forces you to see the spot that the next person's oh. stepping into. Okay. You know, yeah, and uh, and then you have a a, a guide. At the front of the chain. Let me ask you. We're all singing. Bahu Tore. <laughs> no. Oh. <okay. laughs> and so uh, it's it's not Jamaican at all. And so. Uh, okay, Grinch. <laughs> I thought you knew that by now. <laughs> so uh, but yeah. So I get almost all the way to the top, and I hit a slick spot, and just Ooh. face plant. Oh god. Like just like my knees still hurt, Jeez. and I and then like and then so that sucks, and you're like, oh, I feel like an idiot. Yeah. And then you start to slide. Oh and, my god! <laughs> and so you start Someone to slide you? back down. Well, yeah, I'm here. Well, yeah. oh, oh, right. Well, I didn't know if you spoiler. <laughs> Did you make what it? We do. Yeah. What I meant, I didn't know then if you like, put your pickaxe on the side and you were hanging there. No, there were no it. tools, like except for the asshole well. who fell. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, no. And then I slid, like you know. And then you're like, well, I wonder how long I slide for. You know, and then but it is kind of tiered a little bit. So I don't Ugh. think I could have really like completely. But it was. Yeah, it was like, well, this <laughs> oh my sucks. God. And then it's not like it's a Disney ride where they have the chicken <laughs> exit. Right. Like it's like, no, like once once you get about 100 feet into this thing, like there's only going forward. Wow. Yeah. And so yeah. you're like, why isn't anyone catching me? And everyone's on their cell phones filming you right. sliding down. the <laughs> Yeah. Mountain. Look at this idiot. So, oh. so and, and, you know, there's probably some other tourists that captured it all in Holland. I've gone viral. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh yeah so that was my my big exciting summer vacation wow yeah so. i mean i the boats almost stopped on it's a small world for me and i was getting pretty scared <laughs> yeah that water's almost four inches deep <laughs> no it's the singing that never yeah. stops that's the scary part no kidding uh how is i how is that thing? It's funny whenever they talk. Whenever there's a rumor that that ride is going to go away, people freak out. I can't imagine they like, ever get rid of that ride just because it, of its significance and it's been around so long. Yeah, because but they tweaked it a few years back and people freaked out about that because they didn't they put in like or was it Disneyland? They put in like uh, in each world they put in like small world themed. Disney characters, so like in the. Oh, I thought I don't the, think it's Disney World because I didn't notice any of that. I thought that they like had done Mickey that would be in a country that he's like, uh, like if you're like in a Middle Eastern yeah. country in a small world, you'd have like uh, like Aladdin. Oh, okay, but but in I, that style yeah. of a small right. world. No, I didn't see any of them. Maybe I, it got quashed. Maybe like, it did. You know, people freaked out, but I'm like, well, that sounds like a way to make this thing finally relate back to Disney. Like, why are we yeah. fighting this? You know, what was interesting that I don't know if this is an update from recent years, but when I was on the uh, the three caballeros uh, ride, yeah. It, so then when you're going through Mexico and then you go through almost a small world type, it looks just like small world section of Mexico. Okay. On the other ride, though, yeah. And I don't remember if they had that before. I don't. Do you remember ever seeing that? It's like w- within that uh, when you're in the Aztec temple or whatever you would call it in Mexico and Epcot. I don't think I've ever actually done that ride. Okay. It's yeah. like a water ride, and then you yeah. got the three birds. Yeah, we did know? that last year. Okay. But I I couldn't say if it was new. But yeah, I was like, oh wow, it's like we're going through a little tiny it's a small world section and i didn't remember that being there and it looked fairly new but again that's one that i've done it only a couple times i know another recent change they made is at hall of presidents they'll grab your pussy (laughs) (laughs) 
It's what happens now. I mean, I was there, but I'm not applicable, I guess, because right. I didn't. Yeah. I'll have to ask Katie. I don't know. <laughs> she enjoyed it so much. She just kept it. She's like, this is just a private moment <sighs> for me. I'll tell you what. It is funny Disney because moment. I will say, and I'm, we don't like to get into politics. I know people don't like it. I'm not bashing anyone or anything, but on that Hall of Presidents, of course, there is a Donald Trump sure, he's animatronic, right? Yeah. So he, they introduce Abe Lincoln. And the Donald Trump animatronic looks at him and does like hand movements and nods like to what they're saying about Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> it's just so funny to like <laughs> see him reacting like to them talking about Abe Lincoln. And like he introduces, I think, George Washington. He puts his hand out and like, yeah. And uh, anyway, it's just really funny. But I will tell you what, it's crazy how accurately they capture. I don't think I've ever no my first time ever going on the ride was this year so I only saw Donald Trump as like the the center stage you yeah. know, animatronic there but they get his gestures and his hand movements like they capture his body language he does the thing with his hands like when he's talking and like those those uh, Imagineers are nuts with how it's interesting because when it first came out they there were complaints they said that, that people were saying it didn't look like him that like the theory was that they had thought it was going to be hillary, hillary and yeah. they just kind of modified the hillary phase. yeah i yeah i think that's a rumor i mean yeah. it's not like it's not the best one i've ever seen but i mean you can definitely tell it's him but but just the body language and the articulation of the arms and everything yeah um i think like, even when you watch abe lincoln like abe lincoln does the gettysburg address right? right and like when he gets up there he doesn't look like a robot you know like like and that his was, arms. It's, i mean i'm sure they've updated but that's the first one yeah, yeah. like that was the one that it was built around because yeah. they invented Invented uh, the Abe Lincoln animatronics for what the 1964 World's yeah. Fair that was going to be uh, it not going to be it was it yeah. was uh, the Illinois Board of Tourism had contracted mm-hmm. Disney. Disney did a bunch of things that year. I think that's where Carousel of Progress mm-hmm. came from. Yeah. And like the the deal was, he's like, well, I'll design these for you, but then I get to keep them when when we're done. And they were like, okay, uh, what are we going to do with them? Right. And then he's like, I'm going to build a theme park. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, that's the noise you made too. Yeah, that's <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. I watched a a while back. I watched like a behind the scenes type thing, and I believe they did talk about the renovations and the updates to all the animatronics. But that Abe Lincoln again, it's the articulation of the arms, the way that he bends them. I mean, it's not rigid at all. Like that yeah. looks like a person. The the how far they've come with those animatronics is yeah. insane. It's like well, you were world. lucky that you even yeah. see Trump because I heard it's so realistic that uh, he misses about half the shows for golf. <laughs> He's just out on a golf course. Oh, so <laughs> he plays golf. That's a fact. <laughs> you could be upset, but he plays. One golf. might say too much of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on iTunes. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe. It helps us tremendously, and we greatly appreciate it. Uh, we have a new review. Hey, I don't think I read it before. It's been a while. This so. is from uh, Corbin the Bishop, and Ooh. and oddly enough, the is in quotation marks. <laughs> of all the words to be in quotation marks, it's, that's the one. I okay. don't know. I, sure, okay. So uh, that's so maybe that you read it, Corbin the Bishop. I don't know. It's almost like putting air quotes inside of air quotes. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like being a UFC fighter in his. Moniker is the. Yeah, maybe his name is Corbin Bishop, and then <laughs> he just puts in the. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, if your if your last name is Bishop, it's really a crying shame that your parents wouldn't have made your middle name the. <laughs> I would totally do it. Or Arch. 
Corbin yeah. Archbishop? Arch. Archbishop. Oh, Arch. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I was like, Art? I don't get it. I don't get it. So uh, he says, hello, team. I've been listening for a couple months now, and I think I can say you guys are my favorite movie podcast. Oh. I love to go see the film and then listen to you guys talk about it, and it makes me uh, see it in a different light. I like how you guys can disagree and not turn it into a who's right, wrong discussion. Keep it up. And the reason that doesn't happen is because everyone knows that I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> We'll let you think that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, also, don't forget, you can find... Oh, but thank you, Corbin, the bishop, for uh, for your nice review. The secret is we've got stuff to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, we got to go grocery shopping, and our wives are like, okay, enough. We don't have time yeah. for a three-hour argument yeah. over... <laughs> we've you know, done it. Yeah. <laughs> what we, did mother really mean? Yeah. <laughs> Been a waste of eight fifty. So, uh, also, uh, don't forget we're on Facebook. You can find us at facebook.com slash real spoilers. While you're there, you can join the League of Show Shares. People who were kind enough to share the show this week, uh, or actually over the last few weeks, because this also encompasses Deadpool. Because I didn't get to read it going into the first one. Is that how long it's been since we? Yeah, because we, uh, I couldn't. We didn't have. We hadn't. I don't think we'd even posted the Deadpool episode yet. Yeah, when uh, we recorded Han Solo. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, uh, Nick Scott, Chris Sanders, Timmy Tuzunes, Troy Anspa, Jason Weesey, Chris Magic Man, Griffin Fox Smith, Travis T. Witt, Julianne Jordan, uh, Tammy Sherman Powers, Richard Lawson, Brent Smith, Ralph Tribble, Librarian Cynthia, Jason Herndon, Lane Levanway, Ding Yan Guo, Linnea Thunsel, Chris James, Musings of a Cosplay Witch, Tom Comiskey, Brad Hyen. Hey. I'm counting it because it's one you weren't on. Yes. So even though you're sitting here, I'll still read your name. <laughs> oh. And uh, Dustin at Nerds at Night Gaming. So thank you very much. And if you'd like to uh, hear your name read, the best way to do that, well, I guess the only way to do that is to uh, share an episode. And before we move on, don't forget we're also on Patreon. So if you want some extra content and want to chuck a little money in the kitty you can do that at patreon.com slash real spoilers joe and i just recorded a retrospective on jurassic park oh. seeing as it's the 25 year anniversary God, 25 years 25 years and so the of course uh, jurassic world 2 fallen kingdom is coming out soon so we thought well let's go back and look at the first one and so joe and i go on for about two hours about the movie and just talk about the making of it and you know, all our favorite scenes and just just the differences between the book and the movie. So we just have a nice little discussion. If you're a Jurassic Park fan, that's uh, probably one you want to listen to. Awesome. Well, you can find all that at uh, patreon.com slash real spoilers. So I guess that's it for uh, housekeeping. We will now turn our eyes to the box office. Kevin has his abacus at the ready. Kevin? I do, Tom. And it looks like the movie of the week, well, not for us, but uh, making the most money is Ocean's 8 coming in at $41 million. Did both of you guys see this? I did. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I know Brad reviewed it for ReviewSTL.com. What, uh, I think I'm going later today. Is it a pretty serviceable sequel? I thought it was fun. Yeah, I thought I wish it had been more i wish it had been funnier yeah i think like, a lot some of the jokes missed yeah like, my theater was packed out and there were lines that i think were supposed to be funny right no one even reacted. no reaction at all yeah and so i um with heist movies are odd because you want them to be well plotted but you also want them to be like fun and funny like lots of good lines and yeah and uh i felt like they got the well plotted part down yeah, yeah. you agree like it made it made sense it, sure. i mean as much as any of this stuff right make yeah sense, me but. and jason one of our jason we a listener of your show he uh 
we were both kind of, we were talking afterwards and kind of confused or agreed that we were confused about halfway through when they were plotting it a little bit. Like, yeah. what does this mean? But then thinking back to the original movies, a lot of the times there were details that like you might not know what it right. meant until the heist was happening. So mm-hmm. a lot of the conversations they were having or talking about doing, I was like, I don't know what that means, but I'm sure I will in yeah, half it'll, an hour. It'll come now. back around. Yeah, yeah I like, like oh, that yeah. with heist movies. I like it when they pull off the heist. I like it when they don't even maybe talk about it, but you see them doing something, and you're like, what the hell is that? And then you see it, and you're like, oh, my God, that's what they were setting yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Well, and there's a scene like that in, in this one where she goes and buys a thing, and you kind of forget about yeah, it. Yep, you yep. Know? Yeah, I think but, that's uh, so fun, when, and then especially you can watch it again and be like, oh, she's getting the whatever. Yeah, the, they did yeah. put all the pieces in place. So yeah, I thought cool. it was plotted very well. Sure. Um, uh, but uh, I, I, yeah, I just wish it had been a little more fun. Like it wasn't bad. Like I, I wasn't like, oh my god, this is awful. And I will say, I think the last thirty, forty minutes are way better yeah. than the. It, it's one of the few, it's, okay. which is unusual for a film, right? Like typically, if a movie starts off kind of dry, it's not going to pick mm-hmm, up, you sure. know. But I felt like this one did. I, 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 it spent a lot of time putting the pieces in place, and then once it kind of kicked over that first domino, sure, uh, it, they were kind of off to the races. But it takes them about forty-five minutes or an okay. hour before they can really kind of kick that yeah. first domino. But do you do you have to have seen the other ones to nope. get any like nope. little? Or are there many there are, wink wink references? There's a couple. Or, like, yeah. Have you seen the originals? I've only seen the uh, the eleven remake. The first. Okay, the then three. then you'll then you'll understand like the there's a there's a couple cameos and okay such, yeah. So, yeah yeah okay cool and you know and it, and I, this is like the like the what the second scene in the movie so I don't think we're ruining it but like but but Danny Ocean is dead but like I don't yeah. believe that for I a didn't minute. either and uh, I think they wasted an opportunity at the end when she's pouring that glass my first thought was she was going to pour two and he was going to show up yeah I thought but, you know, I thought that was going to be our big thing that we were going to get a, a cameo from Clooney yeah and uh that's too weird to kill him off randomly unless he was like dying at the end of but, the, uh, 13 no because like, it because it shows it, it shows you his his uh not his tomb but it's when they bury in a wall whatever yeah, that's sure. called and uh um she has a line about like you better be in there. Yeah, yeah. like she questions mm-hmm. it too. So yeah. they definitely were giving themselves wiggle room. And but the year on it is 2018, so it's it has nothing to do presumably with yeah. the previous yeah. So films. Yeah, I that has to. Be, it's one of those things where like they could easily bring oh, back. Oh yeah, things. totally. Okay. I think that they're setting up for a, a, like a hopefully a, a trilogy or some kind of crossover because yeah. I think oh, they were Ocean's clever. Shared universe. <laughs> I think they were clever in in. Uh, calling it Ocean's 8 because if they do a trilogy it's 8, 9, and 10 which will lead to 11, 12, and 13. Oh. I mean th- these aren't prequels to right. the first three. But it would but just be cute. It would be a yeah, a cute little But see that would bother me movie. because I would have to have 11, 12, 13, 8, 9, and 10 like in that order. Yeah. I couldn't have 8, <laughs> 9, and 10 that are sequels be before the previous ones. You know what I mean? You I could with Star Wars. No because they were the numbers that were right. Oh yeah. Okay. And they are prequels. Yeah, like you know prequels. what I mean? Okay, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could not do that. Eight, nine, and ten sure. and then yeah, just my O C D. So anyway, well, cool. Yeah, I'm gonna go see it later today. Your ocean so. C D. Ocean there you go. <laughs> if only I had that rib shot soundboard <laughs> to play those sound effects. Number two, solo a Star Wars story. So I mean still making a little bit of money. It's not doing keyword little. Yeah, it's it's not doing quite what they wanted to do, but I, I don't think the uh the haters are quite shutting it out at least. So fourteen point six million dollars. It's a fifty percent drop. I mean, fourteen million in th- week three. Yeah, for a Star Wars movie. For a Star Wars be, movie, yeah. like that's like oof, that's not good. And so the rumor is that Kathleen Kennedy is stepping down at I've the heard end of that. the year. And I, you know, part of me is like, oh, I really hope that she's not letting 
this negative like the people it's online so they're like we're shutting we're getting rid we're making the box office fail and all that i mean one of my friends online he said that she is immune to that like she lives in such a different world that like right. she's not listening to some losers on twitter she she's yeah. so high up in the stratosphere you know like if she's doing that it may just be because she's you know she's been doing this stuff for forever i mean 30 well, 40 would, years and you would think the natural progression for her would be to see it through for the next episode yeah and then be like and sure. i'm done but i think it's gonna get as toxic as it is right now in some cases i think like by the time that they're ready to launch whatever the ne- episode nine they want to like, get people back on board before nine yeah but i think i don't think these worse, people though, can too. get back on i don't board. either i think it's these people so bad it's it, their self-esteem is tied up in hating this movie yeah. these yeah. movies now and you can't win them back there's nothing you could do that could win them back yeah and I, so to try to cater to them is pointless so you either shut down the franchise you just go okay you're your dicks that are never going to be made happy and you can just be over here in this corner of the internet. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going to happen, but it is crazy because every once in a while when I'm, you know, like if I'm on Twitter and I'm searching for star Wars news or, or whatever, just reading things, you see this, these hateful messages and I'm like, I cannot believe people are dedicating that much attention. And then you also have the people that are like, yeah, we did it. We're the ones responsible for shutting down whatever and getting Kelly Marie Tran to, to quit Instagram. Like they're like owning it. Like, like, yeah, we yeah, took it's them a point down. Of pride. It's like, geez, I just probably can't... a point of white pride. But yeah, go, yes, <laughs> uh, I just can't believe that that's like someone's dedicating their time and energy to try to like. She seems yeah. like such a sweet girl too. Yeah. like if you see her off I, off screen. And just I, doing I know this stuff it seems and, like, to be a, like a, I'm not trying to be like, here's a hot take, but. I really liked her in the movie. Yeah, like she she fulfilled her role. It was it was Finn that I did like his arc, not his yeah. not yeah. his character, his acting or anything. But like they're making me like her more now. Honestly, yeah. Do, yeah. I mean, do you realize that anyone who isn't a Star Wars hater is going to sympathize? Like, you're not going to get rid of her. You're going to make her be the main character of a new trilogy in a second because people yeah. are going to back her up and support her. You know, Mark Hamill's posting pictures with her and saying how much he loves her. And, you, you know, know it's, it's one just, thing. It's one thing when you do that to Jar Jar Binks, right? Right. That's not an well, actual. Then you're right. Well, it's also it's not a person's face <laughs> no, attached to that. Yeah. It's a you character, know? right? Yeah, where like that's not what they're doing here. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, but yeah, I think that you've got so many people higher up that are supporting her, and it's, it's like you're not gonna make her go away, yeah. people, and. I mean, and also it's just mean, like it's just not yeah. right to do, but like you're not winning this. Kathleen Kennedy isn't going to go, okay, we're firing her, we're going to kill her off in between episodes and I'm quitting. You guys win. Like, yeah. No. Congratulations. The internet is yours. Yeah, exactly. So anyway. So if she did step down. Yeah. J.J. Abrams? Jeez. I I mean, do you, th- is there any, you know, we, of course it's like, I mean, you've got Lucas and Kennedy, like those, you know, it, it was such a natural progression for when he sold the company right. to hand it over to Kennedy, but it's like. Do we even know? I mean, not being like super, super Star Wars nerds, do we even know who the second in command is over there? I don't. I'm just not. I mean, I know Kennedy and I know all her stuff with Spielberg, like obviously, but I don't know who her protege even would be. Yeah. So do they bring someone in from the outside? Like not totally outside, but you know, JJ isn't a Lucasfilm employee. Is there someone else that's been groomed to, I mean, obviously they know that eventually Kennedy will have to leave for whatever reason. Sure. I uh, mean. She could get hit by a bus. Yeah, I like, mean, I, yeah, I mean, you know, nobody. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I, I just wonder if um, I'll have to do some research on it. But I don't know who it would be within the company. But that would be interesting. I, you know, I think it's at this point. You know, I think JJ. I think it's a good idea that they bring him back. Not to get completely back into Star Wars here, but 
you know, so you have Trevorrow. It was supposed to be Trevorrow, right? He did Jurassic World, and then he got hired to do Episode Nine, right? Colin Trevorrow, the Prime Minister of Canada. No, I, <laughs> I think that's a different guy. Oh, okay. But uh, this is brother Justin. Oh, but, okay. Uh, but, but so they they fired him, and and there's been an interview with him that like a lot of people are like, oh, it's the first one ever that he talks about what happened, and. But I heard some people being like, no, he's not really telling you the story. Like, But anyway, no one really knows exactly what went down there. Yeah. But I do think it's smart, especially with all this backlash and everything, to get a seasoned guy like J.J. in that, I mean, you know, look what he did with, with The Force Awakens. Look what he did with Star Trek. Like, obviously, he's a very capable director. And I think sure. with as crazy as things are out there, like, to finish out the trilogy, I mean, I do think he's a very capable person. I think it's almost a natural progression for him. Yeah, you know what I mean. That it's like he still gets to have creative input, but he doesn't have to get down in the trenches and do the day to day. Yeah. Now, I mean, maybe he doesn't want it because he likes making films, but he's always had his fingers in a lot of different pies, even oh, yeah. even when he wasn't directing something, right? And so sure. it 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 seems like he'd be a good fit for that. Yeah. Sure. So you know. that that would be really cool. I I I think that'd be neat. I don't. I think people are pretty on board with JJ as far as the fandom. I mean, Star Wars and Star Trek, I mean, and he's yeah. done a, a good job with them. And all the haters of The Last Jedi, not all, but most of the haters of The Last Jedi did like a, The Force Awakens, like a lot more. Like, they don't have that right. polarizing. It's not like these people that are spewing this new campaign are like, you know, they hate Force Awakens. That's the one that they're like, okay, you know, it, it, there were some similarities, but... Yeah, the I think biggest they, criticism of Force Awakens was that it was like a retelling of A yeah. New Hope. And yeah, like, you and know, at least then they're like, well, later. it felt like a Star Wars movie, and even though it was similar, like, yeah, but at least it felt like a Star Wars right. movie, and uh, with The Last Jedi, they didn't like that it didn't, you know, it took a different direction. So, uh, yeah, I think that would be a good move, but we'll see. I don't know if you can please this crowd. Like, You what, can't. You, you know, can't. Yeah. Yeah, it's like my ex-wife. You're not going to make her happy, so just do whatever you want. <laughs> in my mind, it's weird thinking that, like on Rotten Tomatoes, the last two Star Wars movies are in the 90th percentile, critics-wise, mm-hmm. but like the fan base is so passionate about it that yeah. they're like, you'd think they'd be excited that like people love this movie, like critically, right? But like they, it just it blows my mind that so many people, especially with Last Jedi, just think it's a terrible movie. It's it has flaws, like. I had problems with it too, but I would never say it was a terrible movie. Yeah, yeah, I I, agree. I feel like sometimes people that are mad, they're mad at Star Wars because it didn't make them feel the same way they felt when they were eight years old and saw yeah. it for the first time. And nothing is going to recapture that. Like, there's different variables. They're pinning it on this Star Wars and this director and this script, but. They're not realizing that it's a different time. You're right. You, you age different. You know, you grow up. And it doesn't recapture that feeling in exactly the same way. And then they start looking for things to point. to. Right. Yeah. And I mean, that's true of even older movies you go back and watch. Now, I'm not saying Star Wars because you definitely have a lot of nostalgia if you're a fan. But look at the other movies like the deep fried tacos that we watch that we watched growing up. And then we watch them again as adults. Right. And then you know, we're like, oh, that does not hold up. I mean. That's because you're a different age and you've been yeah. through life and you've seen a lot of movies. You've seen a lot of good movies. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, that movie was not as good as I right. thought. So yeah. anyway, we'll see what ends up happening. But yeah, definitely uh, it's 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 a disappointment for, for the whole Star Wars camp over there. Uh, $175 million domestic in three weeks. And we've got a lot of big movies coming out, uh, you know, still to come for the summer. So you've got Incredibles. I mean, I know that's still Disney Pixar, but like there's a lot of other superhero you know blockbuster type action movies coming out and 
Uh, you know, I think this one's going to be slipping away here pretty soon. So, do you think they stick with him as Han Solo, or do you think oh. they do you think they just don't work back in Han Solo for a long time, and then they just kind of and then they recast it, or uh, you know what I could see happening? I I really don't think this will happen, like truly, uh, and I don't think they would recast him for the next movie. But they've been talking about rumors about Boba Fett movies and a Lando standalone movie. And so what if they take this existing idea of a trilogy and make the trilogy all about different people? Yeah, and then maybe even a fourth movie tie them all together. That's what well, I thought it was going to be. Too. I just meant, do, do they put him on the back burner so long that then they kind of have to recast it? And it's like, well, we just didn't get it back around to it. Or do you think they double down and they're like, no, you're... Or do they just burn his three picture deal? I mean, if or do they just like no? Well, we're happy with him, and we're just going to make better movies around him. Or do they use his three picture deal to say, okay, well, we'll use you for a cameo in Boba Fett, and we'll use you for four scenes, and that's that's yeah. what I'm yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Because I, I really think this originally was supposed to be a Han Solo trilogy. In my mind, it's you know they leave this obviously with a cliffhanger. It's very open, and then it's his next adventure, and then you'll probably see more little cameos, and it's all gonna. I think eventually the third one would butt up right to Episode Four. Right. This is the first solo movie here is ten years before Episode Four, and so I think would think the adventure would like, like you almost see years. Rogue One going on in the background as Han Solo yeah, doing other yeah. things. Yeah. And so, but now with all this hate, and it depends what they do with Kennedy. If she really is getting ousted because of you know what the fan base is turning into around star wars and, and disney really is worried i don't know that they are but if they are uh and they decide that they want to go direction and try to please people or get back to their roots or whatever um then i don't know maybe they will change the trilogy idea it's a weird it's a weird kind of i don't want to say shake up because we don't really know what's going on but right. it's just strange it's strange that you know i never thought before the prequels that we would ever get more star wars movies like i yeah. just didn't know right and right so i grew up i remember watching star wars the original on vhs and i i mean i remember watching those movies and they're great all that and uh they got and re-released lucas, lucas was always very adamant about like oh i don't want to spend my yeah. life making star wars movies. that's true and yeah because and, lucas owned it like it wasn't owned by a studio remember, right lucas owned the rights to it so it was him if someone wanted to make a movie it would be him and he didn't really care to so I remember, you know, getting to see the originals re-released in theaters, and I'm like, oh, that's cool, but I didn't even think the prequels would happen, and they did, and, like, I was amazed by that, but now, even, you know, 10 years apart or, or more, now that we're getting one every year, I'm like, wow, we're getting more Star Wars, and as a fan, I'm excited about it. I just, it's so weird to live in a world where you're getting a Star Wars a year, and, and people being mad about it, you and, know, it's... It, well, and maybe, ultimately, the, the franchise just isn't deep enough to support a picture a year. Yeah, that's you know true. what I mean. Like with MCU, you can do multiple. You can do sure. a picture. You could multiple pictures a year, right? Yeah, but you're but you're not really tapping into quite the same vein because you can, like we we talk all the time about how they kind of keep doing different genres with the character. So a Thor movie isn't like an Ant Man movie, right? And it's not, and neither of them are like an Iron Man movie. And so even though it's all in that same universe, it's not kind of the same movie over and over again but star wars kind of yeah. is yeah it's interesting too that comic books have become elevated to where like i still think i mean it, it's like you've got comic book movies way up in the mainstream and then down lower is star wars and i think star trek is even that nerdy yeah. stigma right but still star wars is still that sci-fi 
kind of nerdy thing that has not hit the mainstream where comic books 20 years ago were the same way yeah but they have definitely well in star wars in today's world is crippled by the fact that nobody in china cares the mm. original movies were not released in china oh, no and nostalgia, so yeah. and so there's zero nostalgia for the property and they i think they all look at it and go at there it's too much to catch up on and even if you do catch up on it it doesn't play the same way that it would if you had seen it in real time and so i mean that's why every time a star wars movie comes out there's you know the haters point to like look how bad it did in china mm. and it's like well of course it did bad in china nobody's ever heard of it in china like <laughs> yeah. it's you know it's it's never going to do well in china because they look at it and they know it's an established property but they know it's an established property they've never really spent any time with so they're just like eh, pass yeah it's interesting so we'll see what comes of that one but yeah uh you're looking at a little bit under 300 million worldwide in three weeks for solo so definitely a disappointment for for disney and lucasfilm so we'll see Coming in at number three, Hereditary, the movie of the week, $12.8 million. That's on its $10 million budget. And overseas, it doesn't have any anything yet. But, um, yeah, I I mean, I don't think that's too bad for, for this movie. I, I think what's really – what this is going to depend on is the word of mouth. And we'll get into it next episode. But this is not a traditional horror movie. This is more right. of an art house horror movie. And we've seen a lot of good ones in the last few years. I mean, there's, you know, when you look at even just A Quiet Place earlier, like, right. you know, it's those really, you know, I know it's, it's a little cutesy, but those really quiet movies, you know, it's those slow build, tension yeah. building. It's not the jump scare, jump scare, you know, gr- grotesque visions left and right. I I really thought that it would be it would do better out of the gate with all the hype around it. Yeah, same. Yeah. I was you surprised know, like to see I'm, it at number three. It, yeah. it, it definitely is light. I mean, Ocean's Eight doing triple the business, but I mean that's the thing though. You come out with there's an established property with you know I guess eight celebrities on at the forefront. I mean, there's a lot of you know a lot of date night potential. A lot oh of, sure, know, I get why Ocean's Eight is doing the business it's doing. I just thought Hereditary, especially because I think. Ocean's 8 is if I mean if you're over 35 do you or under 35 do you care about Ocean's 8 at all? Hmm, that's a good question like do the do the youngsters want to go see yeah. Ocean's 8? I don't know. I I I I think it I think maybe. I don't know. I mean, you know, my wife's 10 years younger than that and she's really excited about it. like we're going to see it cuz she wants is excited right. to see it. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I th- I think I think it maybe was a mistake to put it out against this because if you're going to go to a date night movie, right? It, you're probably. I mean, there's a good chance one of you maybe doesn't like horror movies. Yeah. Or I, I think it's a tough a tough one. Well, I think Hereditary might be a tough sell for a date night because I think a horror movie can be a good date night movie, but Hereditary also is not positioning itself as a horror movie. It is, but it's also positioning itself as a disturbing movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like people don't mind being scared, but they don't necessarily want to be disturbed. Yeah. And you know, the thing is after I got out of the movie, which again, we'll get into this, but after I got out of this, I was asking like for the genre, I'm like, was this a horror movie? Yeah. Because like in my mind, it doesn't fit the typical, right? You know, and I think that when people talk about how everybody was like so freaked out by it at Sundance, and I think that's because you spend a good chunk of the movie with it really being more of like a parlor drama, yeah. Like it's it, you know, like with this kind of weird thing going on in the background, but 
is it supernatural? Is it a, just a family secret? Is yeah. it just somebody crazy? Like, so there's all this element, but there aren't a lot of jump scares, or it's a lot about building mood. Mm-hmm. And then when it finally kind of kicks into its actual being scary, it's really scary. But like, I think if you go in expecting to be really scary, it won't be as scary to you as if you just walked in thinking you were seeing another art house Sundance movie, and yeah. then it gets wackadoodle absolutely absolutely so yeah I'm, I'm really excited to talk about it because it is it is atypical of a quote-unquote horror film and uh, does a lot of interesting things so yeah get into that one next episode number four deadpool 2 talk about a movie that is making some money in four weeks so i mean it's it's had one extra week than solo but it's about 100 million higher domestically uh 12.7 million dollars is a 45 percent drop and it is at 277 million dollars domestic and then when you talk about overseas on that one uh you're you're approaching 400 it's it's uh, before this week it was about 350 so it's getting up to the 650 million dollars worldwide in four weeks on a 110 million dollar budget so that's money i mean yeah uh i i wonder if you know not to get back to too much of a disney discussion but if disney does end up buying 20th century fox what does that mean because i mean you've got a second film in this series that's made you know 700 million dollars almost in four weeks like but then they're talking about oh well do they reboot the character and bring him into the mcu but look what you've got here i think i i mean i think you can do both like i think you could release Deadpool movies under the Fox moniker so it's completely distanced from Disney but I think you could bring Deadpool the character in, but you could bring the a ca- cameo you could bring yeah. the character into the MCU and have them live in yeah. a PG-13 world yeah briefly yeah like but you, that's the question though so you could definitely have just like Spider-Man you could have all of a sudden Deadpool's here but then again like do people want a standalone Deadpool movie as a part of the MCU that follows that you know right and you can't really do the deadpool thing under the mcu disney name i i mean i don't think you could put disney on it but i think he could still reference what's going on i mean i think the biggest honestly i think the biggest problem with deadpool in an mcu movie is how much he comments on it's how much how meta it is sure and how fourth wall breaking it is they don't do that in the mcu they, they don't and so i think it would be i think that could puncture the bubble too yeah. much i think if if you brought him in you'd almost have to be like none of that yeah. no no you can't you got to keep the raunchy in check yeah. and and you you know and so you're talking about the best parts of the character yeah, yeah I mean, right it's, yeah it's i mean a double you know, but you but you could also make that work for you i mean yeah. how part of why howard stern was so popular is he had to figure out how to work within the fcc guidelines i don't think he's as funny on satellite because he can do whatever he wanted a lot of the humor came from how can i go up against this edge honestly if if i was going to do it if i was going to bring him into deadpool if i was going to bring deadpool into the mcu what i would do is i'd pair him up with spider-man because he's the youngest most innocent character (laughs) and and he could be like oh this kid's so naive, I can't do it to him. Uh, and so, so much. And then you could let the humor derive from the fact that he's got all these things he wants to say, but he can't say them. And you fill in the gaps. But if your kid's with you, your kid's not mature enough to fill in the gaps. Huh, interesting. That's, that's a good idea. That's how I'd do it. Copyright real spoilers. Yes. <laughs> you let me take over the MCU. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> I'm available. They're going to listen to this and say, Tom, we'd like you to take over the I MCU. Think gonna, I think that's a Kevin, very Kevin real... Feige and Kathleen Kennedy can take a hike yes. from their they can... <laughs> respective stations. Throw a couple golden parachutes at them. I'll be, you know. Oh. I mean, I got a day job, so like nights and weekends. 
But you wouldn't quit your day job. No, to I mean, who knows, who knows how long that'll last? You know, <laughs> I got a good government gig, so I'm going like, uh, to stay over here, but I'll help out on the side. Moonlight as the head of the sure. MC. That seems <laughs> legit. You, you know, s- like if, if, if a couple years down the road, things look like they're going OK. Yeah. Well, then maybe I'll cut back to part time at my day job. <laughs> that seems fair. You better bring us over for some cushy jobs <laughs> is all I'm saying. So we'll manage the office during the day for you, Tom. Don't worry about it. So yeah, Deadpool do too. Do I mean I was French for a second? Sorry, I just yes. got back from Epcot. I jump around yes. my language a lot. So well, you're also looking at the foreign box office. That's results. true, yeah. right? Right. We we uh, Deadpool two twelve point seven million is a forty five percent drop. So yeah, I mean it's steadily it's still staying up there. It's only taking you know pretty small drops. So good for that one. Number five, another superhero comic book movie, Avengers Infinity War, $6.8 million this weekend. It's week seven, and that's a 35% drop for that one. So people still turning up to see that one. And uh, it is at $654 million domestic overseas, $1.3 billion plus. Oof. So it's $1.9, $1.97 before this weekend's totals. So it's about to break $2 billion. So Wow. Yeah. And I mean, that that movie is massive. I mean, obviously, most people have seen it. If you're listening to this, you've probably heard that episode, but you can go back and listen. I mean, I think we all think that it's, it's just a stellar movie yeah. on, on all counts. So I'm really excited to get that one on Blu-ray. Like, that's oh, one yeah. I, really I already have it pre-ordered. Nice. You got the Steelbook pre-ordered? <laughs> no, because no? all my MCU movies I've got with just a slipcover, and so the inconsistency ah, would be yeah. crazy. But Target had a, an exclusive where if you pre-order, you get a little, like, I think it's a red Iron Man Funko Pop. Oh, nice. And I was like, oh, oh, cool. I'll get that. Well, there you go. So uh, visit uh, Target.com slash Real Spoilers <laughs> yeah. for your exclusive pre-order code. Coming in at number six, Adrift with $4.7 million. That's a 59% drop. Brad, you saw this and reviewed it. Tom, did. did you see Adrift? I did not. I have no idea what this movie's about. What is And you this? shouldn't. If you go oh, see okay. it, uh, it's a it's a true story. Like, the whole thing. I don't know how much of it's uh, fictionalized. Sure. But... Um, the main is plot it inspired device. by a true story or based on it's, a true story? It's a they? true story. Like, yeah. um, but my problem with it, like, if you Google what the what the girl's name is, yeah. like, it'll tell you like her story right okay. away. So it's it'll, not, it'll spoil it. Shailene, Shailene Woodley, Woodley. And she's okay. fantastic yeah. in it. She's, she's always fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, she's great. She carries the movie, but like, it's just aside from the visuals being pretty like they did a really good job at like framing the shots and like for being at sea like it was it was really good are they lost at sea for some reason yeah okay so the basic would you say that they're adrift they are very much adrift (laughs) not unlike this conversation yeah (laughs) (laughs) they uh they're trying to sail from uh from tahiti to san diego and they get caught in a hurricane so they're left adrift for like 40 plus days i think the last number i remember is like 41 day 41 or something i think i've seen this so they find a door and she goes on top of the door but the guy just dies because he freezes in the water yeah Isn't that he what, never yeah. let go yeah okay but uh they give away what drove me the most crazy about this movie was because i i went in knowing nothing about it yeah. i actually only saw the trailer because they played it before solo okay the thursday before i saw this on a tuesday and uh, my girlfriend had read the story, so she knows what you know the big revelation is in the movie and everything as well. But I go into the movie, and within the first five minutes, the opening credits, they give away the ending. Oh, they so they, they tell a, you basically what's going to happen, and it's kind of a flashback. Yeah, or? I mean, can I can I spoil it on here? Do you think sure? The people care? Do, one thing can fast forward. Fast forward one minute from she, now. Yeah, she survives from the memory of her husband. Her husband dies in or. or her fiance. I don't think they actually 
tied the knot. I can't believe I predicted this movie. I, yeah. I basically- <laughs> so he dies during the hurricane. And in the opening credits, you see him sinking. Like he has like a life vest on or whatever. That's flo- not a life vest that'll make him float. But something that's not on really it, a that, life vest. Yeah, right. It's, he has something <laughs> it's on just that a has fashion a, vest. Yeah. a flashing red light, and you it's see just him an sinking. anchor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's not a life vest. That's an anchor strap to him. That's yeah. right. so, so the whole movie, she's imagining talking to him and helping him survive. She finds him on a floating door. He's got a busted up leg. She's addressing or she's dressing his wounds. So let me ruin another movie for you, real quick. It's, it's Life of Pi. Yeah. Basically, but it's a true story. Well, like was but, she a was tiger? Pi, was Pi? Re- uh, uh, based on a true story at all, or like I don't think no, so, no, no. But yeah, so like the movie flashes back. Like their relationship is is kind of interesting, but it always flashes back. They tell it through flashbacks, okay. And but it always flashes back during like a moment where you think they're trying to build the tension in real time in the in the present day, right? So you never get that sense of like urgency of you know how bad it is because as soon as things get bad, we'll flash back to when things were good, right? And it it just it wasn't put together well for a story I think that was kind of worth telling, you know, because the lady's still alive, she still sails every day, oh wow! But the fact that in the first few minutes they show her husband dying. Or fiance dying, I'm like, like you would wish I would have kept that till the end yeah, to see if he made it. I do immediately. Yeah. I'm like, he's not alive. She's imagining this the whole time. Interesting. Yeah. Now let me ask you this: Is there potential for a crossover with Hurricane Heist? <laughs> I didn't see Hurricane Heist or Open Water. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say no. Oh, <laughs> I was really hoping. I, you know, it's so hard. So like, I went back and watched The Witch again because before I still haven't seen that. It's it's good if you. Yeah. I mean, if you like this movie or the pacing of it, I mean, it's very similar. It's just yeah. a slow burn. Right. You know, what is going on? I've heard here. great things. Yeah. Movie movie hereditary, right? What's that? Yeah, he okay. was okay. Yeah. Yeah. not adrift. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, wait, the goat would have drowned. Yeah, but but the the dad and the witch is the you know not not the guy from the it crowd whatever his name is that the irish guy from hurricane heist oh okay yeah is the dad in like this it's like salem style like old-timey right you know um you know when witch hunts actually hunted witches yes exactly and so it's just funny now so i watched this movie and i had seen it previously before hurricane heist you know quite a bit before and didn't make the connection (laughs) as soon as i saw him all i could think of was hurricane (laughs) heist and so when you're watching the witch set in like colonial like right. coming over from england times and you're thinking of hurricane <laughs> yeah. yeah there's probably a finite number of people that are going to have those issues yeah exactly i don't think the most box people yeah. yeah exactly so okay well that's interesting um i guess uh yeah, it's not terrible but no. at the same time like i was just so disgruntled from the beginning <laughs> now do you think most so as a critic you obviously see a lot of movies and review a lot and you get more and more jaded you get better at predicting things just just from seeing so many films do you think most people saw that coming or do you think it's it was just you because of your you know being a critic i think i think if you think about what you're watching during the moment because it's like an opening credits montage you know they're showing scenes of like the aftermath of the hurricane and in and then as the title i believe as the title comes on the screen you're seeing him sinking and Mm. i'm thinking to myself so in the back i'm holding that in the back of my mind i'm like well he's he's got to be gone you know but i know that he's in a whole lot more of this movie well did they try to reveal it like it was a surprise and you're like well i already knew that so they still have a reveal exactly but it didn't work because yeah okay so uh yeah, I wish that that if that part was kept out of it, I think I would have appreciated the movie a little bit more. The editing is still a little iffy yeah. with the back and forth, but like like I said, Shailene Woodley was great, and uh, 
but that that reveal just had me on edge from the beginning, like yeah. or that that thought. You know, it wasn't confirmed yet. But she might have to go back and finish that last Divergent movie. <laughs> yeah. if this movie didn't do too well. She's like, I'll take that Divergent TV deal now, even uh, if it's on Crackle. Did they like? So they're like, we're not going to make another movie. We're going to make a TV series, and now is the TV series like just not? I haven't I heard anything. Think that kind of went tits up too. So, I think people were. I think once everybody from the cast was like, uh, no, I'm not going to do that, except for Jai Court. Hey, I'll yeah. do it. Can we make a series revolving around my character? I can't remember if he dies in the last one. Spoilers for Insurgent or whatever the last. Yeah, one. I don't, but know, I don't know. know. But he's. God, in those I remember movies. how mad I was in that last movie. I thought it was the last one, and when it ended on a cliffhanger, and I was like, "Shaw, there's another one." Uh, well, don't and, worry. And now there's not. So, like, I'm retroactively not mad. You got so, your wish. Yeah, you got your wish. Coming in at number seven, Book Club, $4.3 million. That's a 39% drop in week four. That is at 56.9, call it $57 million domestic. And uh, overseas, not applicable. So, um, <laughs> yeah, they don't read books over yeah. there. Uh, I can't remember if we ever talked about that, but it's a bunch. Of, yeah, I think we did. It's God, it's so bad. Old ladies reading <sighs> 50 Shades so of Grey. I had the choice between Book Club and Breaking In that night, and I chose Breaking In. Yeah, and I feel like I, I made the better choice, even though I, I hated that movie. Yeah, this movie's <laughs> so, so bad. Like it's is uh, this for the uh, exotic Marigold Hotel? Yes, demo, but, it, but not good. Oh, okay. like I mean, but they're trying to get that. Yeah, but like best exotic Marigold Hotel is that's a good movie. Yeah. That's a really good movie. This isn't even as good as the second best exotic yeah. Marigold Hotel. And honestly, this is more like one of those Nancy Meyer movies. Oh, like sure. One of those hazy focused Diane Keaton movies yeah, where yeah. she falls in love with Steve Martin or something like it's it's it wants to be one of those and it's but it's not and like you is as frustrated as you might get at one of those movies sometimes when you see it in lesser hands you retroactively have a lot more respect for those other films so now so this is about a bunch of older women that are reading 50 shades of gray and they're in a book club discussing right. it. so now 50 shades of gray is pretty raunchy this is a pg-13 movie could it have would it have been better if they i don't know could say certain things or do you know i mean from? it's pretty out i mean it it definitely has a lot of sex humor. Okay. Um, my guess is if it was a younger cast making some of these jokes, okay. it, they would have given it an R. Like, I think it got a PG-13 because the review, the MPAA was like, oh, that's old people being cute. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just different. I really yeah. do. Like, I think it's, but. Uh, makes sense. Okay. Um, but it's just, it just wasn't good. Like, it's not the content that upset me. Yeah. It was just, it just wasn't. Good. Well, I mean, at least I got that PG-13 rating so the kids can still go see it because, you yeah. know, all the teens are trying to go see this movie. No, oh, yeah. So the box office is booming now. So anyway, yeah, uh, $56 million. I don't know that I have a budget on it, so I'm not sure what it is. But, I mean, if it's just a bunch of old people talking, I can't imagine it's that huge of a budget for that movie. They had a kind of a big cast, though, right? Yeah, it's uh, Candace Bergen, Jane Fonda, um, Diane Keaton, and... Ah, crap. I'm drawing a blank on the fourth one. Is it Sissy Spacek? No. No. Uh, let me click on this. Uh, <laughs> so on the cast, I know this is riveting. Thanks, Fox. <laughs> uh, uh, Alicia Silverstone's in it? Oh, she plays one of the daughters. Daughter, yeah. So Diane Keaton, Jane Fonda, Mary Steenburgen. Mary Steenburgen, that's who it was. Okay. Hmm. 
Wallace Shawn's in it. Yeah, for like two scenes. <laughs> He's yeah. the husband of one of them or something. Yeah, he was in St. Louis not too long ago for some reason. Was Somebody it? posted a picture of him at the airport. I could huh. not figure out why he was in town. Huh. Sorry, Wallace Shawn, yeah. that you had to stop through here. Yeah. <laughs> Coming in at number eight, Hotel Artemis uh, with $3.2 million. Uh, it's opening weekend. Jeez. That, yeah. I, I, I had to think for a second on them. Oh, wait, opening weekend? Yeah. Yikes. And there was 2,400 screens. It's not a slow yeah. roll. There wasn't a lot of marketing around it. Like, I didn't start hearing anything about it until like a week or two before it came out. And so did either you... So you didn't see it I yet. Uh, see it so Steve night, Kelly, friend of the show, reviewed it for reviewstl.com. So you can go read his review. I think he gave it like a B minus C plus. I mean, it definitely it was like a C or you know low yeah. B rating. So um, the thing that gets me is that like after seeing the John Wick movies, you know, in the Continental, which yeah. is for hitmen, and there's a doctor there, and they t- you know whatever. It's like how do they come out like? Are you telling me whoever wrote this movie, Drew Pierce, written and directed, he didn't watch John Wick and go, oh, right. I'll make a movie about that? Like, yeah. I don't know. That seems a little too close because when I saw the preview, I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. Is yeah. I'm like, wait, no. I can make movies just by watching other people's movies <laughs> and then making crappy versions of them? Yeah. Oh, now you tell me. I mean, I'm not just trying to, I, again, I haven't seen the movie. I'm just basing this off the trailers. But when I saw the trailer, I'm like... You know, and I love those John Wick movies. I'm like, this is the Continental. Yeah, like it's just a movie that revolves around that. If it were a spinoff, fine. Like sure. if it were the con, which they're going to do a TV a show TV about. Show. I think. Yeah, it's called the Continental, so they right. are doing that in television. So I don't know. Interesting, uh, but yeah, you can go read the review on VSTL.com. But I can't imagine that they would be happy with three point two million dollars. What Jeez. was the budget? Uh, there is no budget on budget? it, yeah. but I mean, you know, you've got. Jodie Foster in it, you know, Sophia Batella, Jeff Goldblum in a small role, Zachary Quinto, Charlie Day, Dave Batista. I mean, you have actors in this thing. Is so. it Sterling K. Brown in it? Yeah, St. Sterling, Louis' yeah. own Sterling K. Brown is like one of the main characters. Yeah. So I just, I mean, but there's some big names in there. So, I mean, opening to three million, I that's I really think it's it's the marketing like, like yeah. when I was looking up summer movies I looked at I, I saw that one and I had to look it up to see what it was and I was like that sounds kind of interesting but up until a couple weeks ago there was nothing like online yeah. no advertisements or anything and any movies that I seen in theaters no trailers until again a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. so yeah I feel like a lot of people it's just under their radar yeah must be or it's just not very good Number nine, Life of the Party, still clinging on for dear life here at the bottom. Two million dollars, a forty-three percent drop. Like Ocean's Eight is out, and people are still going to see Life of the Party five weeks later. That just <laughs> that is mind-boggling because I would think they'd be around the same demographic, right? Where, you know, yeah. if you want to see a kind of funny comedy-ish, but I mean, Ocean's Eight looks better with the action element. I'm just that's very surprising to me. But fifty million dollars domestic on that one. And uh, eight million overseas, so you're talking about sixty million worldwide. I just kind of want Ben Falcone and Melissa McCarthy to stop making these paycheck movies. Yeah, like if this thing makes money, they're going to come out with a fourth one. We don't want that to happen. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we'll we'll end up seeing what that what happens with that. But geez, t- another two million dollars five weeks later. Rounding out the top ten, Upgrade. That's another Bloomhouse movie. One point nine million dollars in its second week. That's a fifty nine percent drop. It is at about nine million dollars, and uh, I don't have any overseas take. But if it's Bloomhouse, it's probably a five million dollar budget. So yep. uh, I heard it's awesome. Like it has a, I think it has a ninety something percent 
on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it has a B plus or A something cinema score. Like apparently it's a lot of fun. Huh. So I wanted to go yesterday with my friends after we ran in the morning, but we just we couldn't make the time yeah. for it. I'm, I might go this afternoon because yeah. it looks really cool. A- apparently, yeah, it's about like a guy that ends up getting upgraded with like yeah. you know, almost augmented. Like if you ever played Deus Ex, yeah. those games, like he's a human that gets augmented with machine parts, and like they start taking over and he's yeah. killing people. Yeah, he's out for revenge already, and I think yeah. I, I don't I don't know how it plays out, yeah. but uh, sounds sounds like just kind of a fun. Little Check your mind. I've seen looks pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Turn so. your mind off and enjoy. Yeah. So that's the box office. Well, thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. So I guess that's it for this episode. Let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them. This is Brad. You can find me on reviewstl.com. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And also, uh, if you are a fan of Westworld, join Brad that's here right now uh, and myself on Show Spoilers, where we do pretty much the same thing we do with movies, but we do it with television shows. And this season, it's Westworld Season 2. And uh, yeah, things are getting crazy over there. If you thought Westworld couldn't get crazier, <laughs> it is. So you can follow us on Twitter at all the spoilers. And uh, yeah, subscribe on iTunes, Acast, wherever, uh, you know, just search for Show Spoilers. Awesome, and you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. If you want to continue conversation online, you can find us at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. Uh, don't forget, while you're in front of your internet delivery device, to go to uh, iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. Also, check out uh, our Patreon account. A Patreon oh, account. Do I have to blurt? I know. I put that? a <laughs> chicken noise in there. <laughs> our Patreon <laughs> account at patreon.com slash real spoilers. So that's it for this episode. Coming up on the next one, we will tackle hereditary. Until then, you've been warned. Uh, want me to tell you the truth? What you expect me to say? Because if we keep it true, it's probably never going to change. But I guess it's hereditary, baby Why you playing with my heart? It's hereditary, girl You was just playing from the start, yeah Shit But if you let me explain Shit I shouldn't let you explain Mom deserves the best And there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day Than Whole Foods Market They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.